Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another week of the Rebuttal Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mick Brennan, and uh, joined by Shane tonight. How are you, mate? I'm very well, Michael. How are you going, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Uh, look, the big fella's uh, been waylaid. He's, uh, he's, he's working hard, so... Um, he, he won't be joining us tonight, but uh, look, we've got a you know we've got a pretty big show planned, and uh, we have it, mate, yeah, a few last minute adjustments. But obviously, Chris being the late scratching, but we uh we soldier on. Well, one of the biggest adjustments, and it'll take me a while to get my head around it, is that three questions becomes two questions. Oh, are you going to be able to deal with this, mate? Let's. I, uh... mate, I, I actually don't know because I struggle with it every week. All right. Well, well, let me get mine out of the way first, so then I can then I can sit and prepare for the rest of it. Uh, so, mate, does Finchy play in the T Twenty World Cup, which is at the end of this year? Didn't we just have one like last year? Oh, we did just have one. Uh, we have one every I couple of weeks. It or was something. in no- November. Uh, it was in November. Look, a good question. I oh, look now that Lang is gone. He's thirty five. Um, yeah. I, I think probably not. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll say no. But then that, that you know, the lead-on question that from there is, well, who, you know, who, who's the captain? Look, you know, in the recent series against Sri Lanka, is is there a, is there a, in only what five twenty um, twenties, is there a batting spot that he didn't bat in? Finch, like if he, he opened, I think he tried at three and and came in at five or six. Uh, they're, they're doing everything to try and get him to find some form. And right now it's just not coming. So, and it has, hasn't been there for a while. So it could be time. Yeah. No, I think it's time. So put Matty Wade back in. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, Matty Wade's been, <laughs> so right. you talk about, you, you know, your favorite uh, Matty Wade. Uh, it's been left out of the one day in 2020 team to go to Pakistan. And I, I just can't. I just can't believe it. I just really, yeah, I, I think his form yeah. in the white ball format has been awesome. Yet they go, no, we're actually going to replace him with Alex Carey, who has been putrid. So putrid, figure that out. Putrid with the gloves. Yeah, we, we uh, worked, that, that was that was what we worked out a couple of weeks ago. Putrid. That was the that was the consensus, wasn't it? It, it was. <laughs> it was the consensus. So staying on the cricket theme, oh, staying on the cricket theme, mate. So. Who's uh who's the next coach of the Australian cricket team? Well, I you know if you the, the obvious choice, but he's already said no for me. I would I would have loved to have seen Dizzy Gillespie, but uh, so he's already said no, I believe. Is that that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, I think he said he didn't like the way that that cricket Australia handled it, and yeah, uh, didn't want to be part of that sort of culture and organisation. Yeah, so. Look, if you if you if you read if you believe everything you read, it you know apparently it's Trevor Bayliss and it was a done deal before the Hobart Test. So, mm. um, look after me form on the punt on the weekend, I probably shouldn't, but I'm gonna I have a couple of dollars on Bayliss. So, really? <laughs> so he's a, he's a no hope. Um, so, he is no chance. <laughs> so yeah, but that's where I'm going. Yeah, we probably agree that he, you know. Uh, he looks to be the one, but you, you said if you know the dream selection would be Gillespie. I've got a differing view on that. For me, the uh, the dream selection would be Ricky Ponting. Uh, and I know he hasn't got any uh, Red Bull cricket coaching experience, that he, but he is coaching in the IPL. 
but you just got to listen to his commentary uh, in the test series and it's just on point every single time about the batsmen, you know, what they're doing with their head, their feet, you know, the angle of the bat, all of these things, um, strategies about around the fielding, where, where the fielder should be, you know, drop this player back, bring this player up, depending on the scenario of the game and where the game's at. Um, and even the, the bowling, like it, it's not lost on him. He, he yeah, knows the opposition analysis so well. You know, th- this is that player's weakness. This is where they should be bowling and this is where they should be, um, you know, the, how they should have the field set. It's second yeah. to none, I would suggest. And for me, if you were going to catapult anyone out of from not that he's in obscurity, but that hadn't coached before into a coaching position and put us, but you know, maybe needed a support network around him, it'd be Ricky Ponning for mine. Yeah, yep. no, I'm I'm going with that. Actually, I, I I like it. Sorry, sorry, Dizzy, you're not the you're not the dream choice anymore. <laughs> so, I, I, I like the punnacle. That's a that's a very good call, and I'd be right behind it. I'd. I think he's one of our, you know, best cricketing brains. So, and and you say he hasn't coached the red ball format, but Jesus Christ, he's got some he's got some uh, runs on the board in the red ball game. So try the veal, mate. Try, <laughs> try the veal. So um, no, look, yeah, no, I'm, I'm rolling with that. So so good, yeah, good. that's good. All right, mate. To uh, F1, can we can we sing it? Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, old witch. <laughs> <laughs> Massey's gone. Yes. So. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah, oh, but really, go. that's just, uh, you know, that's just, um, what do they call it? Window dressing, isn't it? You know, um, realistically, the, the FIA and Formula One should have stepped up um, straight away after the farce that was, um, you know, the final race of the season at Abu Dhabi last, last year. And they should have yep. changed the result then. You know, sacking him now does nothing realistically. Yeah. And um, you know, real it, there's still questions, a lot of questions to be answered. And you know, to say to, to hear the FIA announce that they won't release their findings, well, that just shows that, that it's just a cover up. And um, yeah. he's the scapegoat, and he, he should be because he made such a a, a poor decision. Um, but yeah, look, you hear the you hear the 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 radio um, voice, you know, it's not footage. I don't know what you call it. Well, the audio from his conversations with the teams and the fact you look at the screen where he made the decision to leave the cars, the lapped cars in position. And then there's a call from Red Bull. And then within a minute, he then reverses his decision. So he's clearly been, um, his decision process has been influenced by, Red Bull, and um, I'm yeah, it's they. I just still can't believe it, but anyway, I've got to drop it, don't I? So, I've got to move on, but um, yeah, we move on to testing, mate. Testing starts uh, this week, so yep. at, at uh, Barcelona, and um, really looking forward to it. So, the cars have been released. I think the only one that officially hasn't come out is Alfa Romeo, there, but they've been doing some testing. Um, in you know, you see the cars like just the road cars get released in that sort of camouflaged um yeah. livery, <laughs> yeah. So they've they've done that, so all the other cars are out, and they I oh, 
just reckon they look absolutely magnificent. Uh, they do look good. Uh, so, yeah, and I do like that that Alpine are going to run with the with the pink car. I think it's first two races. I saw that today. I think it was so. Um, so they're going to run with the the old um, uh, bloody what are they called? Uh, Force Force India yeah, racing livery. point. Racing, racing point, point force india pink livery there um so yeah so they're going to run with that for the first couple of races of the season which will be nice um i like seeing a bit of a bit of pink on the grid always looks good so I, I i agree it does look good but i don't like the fact that 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 was racing point a totally different team had that same sponsorship package and the same livery two years ago yeah for me that's that there needs oh. So that would be like, um, you know, when when uh, Mercedes went from silver to black, then another team went, oh well, if they're dropping silver, I'm going to pick up silver. There needs to be a few <laughs> years in between. Yeah, no. But, and speaking right. of which, this year they've they've merged it. So uh, Mercedes have gone sort of the bottom half of the car that black and the top half of the car silver. So, and it looks it, sensational. It, it does it. look good. I just love this year that there, there, there is a wide variety of, of different colours. So, you know, you've got the traditional, you've got the plain old Haas white, Red Bull traditional, but Aston Martin, that I love that sort of British racing green or that sort of electric racing green. McLaren, yeah. fluorescent orange and the blue. The blue wing. Um, How does the blue wing look good against the, it, it looks the, the orange? Fantastic. Looks really good. What about... What do you think of Williams' livery this year? I, I like it. It's not the white, so I don't know. You're, I, I was a was a fan of the white, but I'm I'm a fan of this year's delivery as well. So I think I like it a lot. I like it a lot. So. Mate, I'll tell you, if a car is all black but has a white number, that's too much white. I find <laughs> I hate it. And on a car, it's like there are a million other colors you could choose. Just don't choose white. Yeah, no, fair yeah. enough. Um. Alpine, Alpine, not the pink, but the electric blue with the pink sort of trim. Yeah. That, for me, looks awesome. Yeah. Loving it a lot. And, and uh, I think Ferrari went with the red. Yeah, but <laughs> but if you have a look, they've, in the last few years, they've stepped away from that scarlet red that was, you know, really linked to Schumacher and, you know, their dominance in the sort of 2000s. Yeah. And they've gone to the traditional Ferrari red from back in the eighties and the early nineties. And I like it. I really like it for me. If I had to pick a car that I reckon looked the best and I, I, I've probably never done this before. I would say Ferrari. I Ooh. reckon it looks. Hold up. Spot. I know that's yeah. so unlike me. But <laughs> that's, I reckon they absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah, for me. Uh, look, fair enough. So, look, testing. We'll have a bit of a chat about testing next week. Uh, and you know, obviously, we'll be taking everything with a bit of a grain of salt uh, until we get some laps in anger. You know, in about I think it's about two, three weeks time. So, so yep. can't wait. Yeah, it is. No, can't wait, mate. And um, yeah, we'll have to do our obviously. So, twentieth of March is the first race in Bahrain. Um, so, you know, we've got less than a month now. And so in about three weeks' time, we'll put together the, the Formula 1 season preview. So stay tuned for that one, everyone. Yeah, no, that'll be good. All right, mate. Uh, let's change in, change in uh, topic here. We're going to go to what grinds my gears. Now, 
I, I need everyone gather around. Uncle Mick's got a story. So, so on the weekend, I uh, I woke up and I grabbed my phone, and scrolling Hang through. On, so, just context here. What time in the afternoon was that? <laughs> it was at least eight thirty in the morning. Um, oh, I don't believe you. <laughs> all right. So, uh, scrolling through some emails, and uh, I get an email from my NBA League Pass subscription. And uh, which, for those of you who don't know, League Pass in Australia to get all the teams is exorbitantly expensive. It's like fifty-two dollars a month. So, me and one of the friends of the podcast, Chalky, we split it, and uh, and split the cost of it so we can watch the games, right? So, I get an email saying that, oh, you know, thanks for being a loyal customer, your things been reduced to twenty-two bucks a month. And I so I've like straight on the phone to Chalky, said, mate, you're never gonna guess. <laughs> so we were doing backflips about it. Only to get an email this morning to say that it was sent out in error and that a regular price of 52 bucks will be deducted this month. So <laughs> so I don't know how you how you do that. How do you send an email that that says, Hey, we're gonna give you this new price of 22 bucks, and then go, Oh, actually. My bad. So it grinds my gears. It's a pile of shit. So yeah, it's not great, not great customer service. But uh, but but they've got you, haven't they? Like, what are you going to do? Oh no, that's exactly right, mate. It's the only place you can watch <laughs> yeah. all the games, right? So, correct, correct, <laughs> correct. Yeah. So yeah. All right. What are you? What's grinding your gears this week, mate? Oh, what's grinding my gears? And unfortunately, this happens all too frequently. And this is racism. And, you know, unfortunately that we've got another case this this week where on social media, uh, Liam Billy, Ryan from the Liam Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. And his, and his children were targeted. And I've just had enough of it, mate. You know, we spoke about it last year. Um, but there's some pretty idiotic people out there that just don't clue on. Yeah. And... uh it's just, you know, in this day and age, it's just not acceptable. And I'm just at the point now where, you know, if I'm I'm calling people out on it and I have done that, you know, just like, look, if you're going to be like that, look, I don't want to, don't want to be part of this conversation. Like, you know, you just need to, just need to think about that, you know, yeah. and some people say it's almost in jest. And so I would say, if you are one of those people tuning in that do that, Stop doing that um, because it's just not acceptable. It's not good enough. And uh, it's time that we, uh, you know, we we all figure that out. And look, I hope they find these people that do this and they should be banned. And I mean banned for life. Like just ban them for life. Like that'll that'll start changing some some attitudes. So I, I think, it's just not good enough. I think one of the things that, that it's come about, right, is a lot of the the anonymity that the anonymity that the internet provides and, and all that sort of stuff. And it's mm. it's not good enough, right? Mm. Like you find that, you know, eighty percent of these people wouldn't say that shit when when people were around. But oh, behind the behind the keyboard, no. and fucking, oh, did it, did it. and not just mate. with racism, mate. Either like, um, you know, we've got the the COVID is going around over here at the moment, and uh, we had a confirmed case down at the basketball stadium, and the club yep. was getting emails from people carrying on like idiots, like abusing the club 
And it's like, well, you know what? It's going to happen. Like, it has happened. The, the kid who was in question did all the right things and yada, yada, yada. But why go emailing the club and carrying on like a pork chop or sending messages to their social media and, and all that sort of stuff? Like, it's not good enough, to be honest. Like, it, and not just you're talking about the racism, but being an idiot just because you're behind a keyboard is not good enough. Like, no, I agree with you, mate. I'm, you know, it really grinds my gears. It just frustrates me so much. And, you know, I guess if, as a father of two young children, it's, um, you know, I talk to them about it and, you know, about the importance, um, you know, of not being that that person. So hopefully, hopefully these people learn to listen pretty bloody quickly. Uh, I'd like to think so, but I don't. I don't think it'll yeah. happen. But no, you know, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Right, mate. Let's. Right, uh, mate. A I, bit I, of basketball, mate. The I NBA All Star Game. I want to come off the long run up here. Oh, right, right, mate. This is my form. This is what I usually do. You'll see the marker out there off the long run up, but it's it's set for me, mate. You might have to move <laughs> it around a bit. I'm going to come over the wicket. Um, Right. So, uh, look, mate, the all, NBA All Star Game is an absolute joke. So, they faff about for three quarters, and then all of a sudden switch it on and play for the last, like, you know, maybe six or seven minutes of the game. Play some defense, and, and it shows. Like the the score was, I think they had roughly on average forty five points a quarter in the first three quarters across both teams. And then lo and behold, I think it was 27-25 in the last quarter. Like, why can't you do that the whole game? Play, play some defense and it, it's a it's just an absolute joke. And don't even get me started on the dunk contest. So, um, yeah, it's an absolute joke and will not be tuning in again. So... Um, Seems to be a common theme though across a lot of sports that, um, you know, and I know the AFL is considering doing the same thing as having a week break in between the, the prelims and the GF and filling that with a some form of state of origin or all-star game. And it look, you know, people will watch it. Well, they'll at least watch the first couple. But if that sort of shit starts getting dished up where it's just really, it's like it's circle work, um, then people won't, people will switch off pretty quickly. And, you know, they all say that, that, you know, they want state of origin back, but that's because when they played it back in the eighties and nineties, it had was, a crack. Oh mate, it was, it was like state of origin in, in rugby league, you know, it's, and that's it's, exactly right. Yeah. So they'd put everything, everything into it. And it meant a lot. Um, you know, you got the legends of, you know, Teddy Whitten and, and, um, you know, that were really drove state of origin and you see it in rugby league. Like it is just, it's as big as the grand final itself. Yeah. yeah. And that, I, mean, I don't know. As, as, so, we've, as we've established on here a million times, I don't know a huge amount about rugby league, but I know that origin is a good game to watch because they, it is the best players having an absolute red hot go. So yep, with the exception yep. of Queensland last year, they didn't have a red hot go at anything. So, no, 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 pretty well, yeah. So. I can say that because the big fella's not here. So big fella's not here. That's right. <laughs> so we can say that we get away uh, with you it. You know. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, well, we won't mention that the All Star Game again or the dunk contest. Yeah. No. That's a good. That's good. Right. So 
but I just want to give a quick shout out. The NBL season is probably about halfway through. Um, so it, it's had a, had a bit of a false start because they got out a couple of games and then they ended up having a massive break for, for the COVID because a whole bunch of teams all got COVID in a row and they basically had to not quite shut it down. They were having like one game a week type thing and it wasn't great, but so they pretty much had to reboot the season after four week, after four rounds. And uh, it's just ha- starting to hit its straps again. It's about halfway through the season. And it's been an absolute cracker of a season. There is uh, any team can beat any other team on any given night at the moment. It is very good. So, uh, and Wildcats should be coming home soon to play eight or nine games in a row, which is not bad considering they're sitting uh, third on the ladder. So, uh you wouldn't mind mm. sitting third on the ladder and have eight, nine home games in your run home, would you? So, <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that happens. All right, mate. We 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 probably should have teased this off the top, and uh, and we Maybe didn't. We should have. <laughs> we didn't. No. But uh, opportunity we'll, missed. Opportunity missed. But that's right. That's all right. Well, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to give our top three number one draft picks that have been a bust of all time across any sport. So, um, yeah, there's a few here. So, look, I'll, I might kick mine off. If, if you know, I'll kick it off. Is that all right? That's fine, mate. We're right. we going to go, what, three, three, two, two, one, one? Or are you just going to go three to one and then I'll do my three to one? No, no, because I haven't got mine in order. Mine aren't in any order. They're just the, oh, right. They're just okay. the top three, right? So yep. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll kick off with mine. So um, I'm going to go to the NFL for my first one. And uh, mm. the guy called Jamarcus Russell, who was the 2007 number one draft pick in the NFL, as I just said, he, he held out at the start of the season until week two. Didn't sign his rookie contract because he wasn't happy with it. He, he came in, played, uh, it was less than three seasons, had more fumbles and interceptions than he threw touchdown passes as a quarterback. And uh, he strung two good games together at the end of his second year, which they made him give him a third year, which he didn't quite last, and uh, and never been heard from again, mate. So he is one of the biggest busts of all time. There you go. Yeah. So, mate, you got. I know you've got a good one here. You're going... Yeah, look, for me, um, uh, number three, I guess, is, uh, look, and my, people might think it's a bit rough because very injury prone, but uh, Paddy McCartan in the AFL and, oh, you know, look, every team, you could look over the history of the AFL, every team's had busts and number one picks effectively. But, uh, look, Paddy, when you look on current form, um, number two in the draft was Tr- Christian Petrarca, you know, just, you know, had an absolute blinder of a season and, um, you know, one that one the one Normie, one of the Norm Smith. Um, and but for me, he was Petrarca was widely considered the the number one pick. It was a consensus, uh, and, you know, pick. in all of the you know, that I guess the draft previews, he was the one that was going number one. And then St Kilda, you know, the the mail started coming out the day before or the morning of the draft that they were going to pick up Paddy McCartan, who was sort of considered to be the best key forward, but not the best pick in the draft. And they did that because Nick Revolt, you know, was getting a bit long in the tooth and, and, and probably his retirement was, 
um, forecast to be in the next few seasons. And unfortunately, you know, injuries struck, specifically concussion, and he hasn't really, um, you know, he was delisted by St Kilda and he, he's having ongoing health concerns. He has been picked up, I think, in the, as a rookie um, by Sydney. So we wish him all the best. But yeah, if you look back in that in that draft, um, Angus Brayshaw and so another Melbourne Premiership player was number three. So you have a look at Melbourne. They've really set themselves up with Petrarca and Brayshaw and St Kilda, who had the number one pick, have sort of have turned up empty-handed and are still looking for that key forward. I guess they got the one of the kings now. But um, yeah, they are. It could have been much better if they'd picked up a tracker. You would think so. <laughs> All right, mate. My uh, my next one. Uh, so you talk about St Kilda being perennial shit picks. Uh, this team oh, takes the cake in it. So in 2007, the Portland Trail Blazers had the number one pick and they picked Greg Oden. He played 114 games of NBA, which in the NBA is not very much. Uh, over a couple of seasons, he missed two full seasons with knee injuries, had four or five knee surgeries. Uh, he was an absolute wasted potential. Um, and, you know, he had a knee surgery before before his first season. Um, and... He could have been anything. He, he was at the time was a was probably you know was considered probably one of the top picks, and uh, it was just unfortunate that he got injured, and uh, yeah, not even playing ball anymore. So uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's he's going down as an absolute bust. So yeah, there you go. Uh, for me. So for people that know me, you know, my primary interest is is AFL. So there's not a lot of sports outside the AFL um, in Australia or anyway that have drafts. So it's really American sports. So I had to sort of dig into the realms really to to pick out, I guess, my number two. And that I want to give you a bit of a context around this bloke. So uh, it was about 20 years ago and this quarterback, Frank Cushman, had an extremely bright future ahead of him in the NFL coming out of SMU is a clear number one overall pick. And the question was who was going to select him? Was it the Broncos or the Chargers? So that, but they weren't the only ones that were trying to acquire him. So going into the draft, he was represented by his agent. You might've heard of him, uh, Jerry Maguire. Um, Jerry so fucking Maguire. <laughs> he just split, just split with the, uh, <laughs> the sport agency. So, and, Mate, he went number one for the Broncos, Frank Cushman, and we haven't heard of him. He was in the movie and everything, but you've heard nothing of him since. Massive bust. (laughs) Biggest bust. (laughs) I didn't know you were going with that, and I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) I can't back that up. I can't follow it up. You should have gone with that one last. Unless you've got something better. Unless you've got something better. I couldn't make it number one. I couldn't couldn't make it number one. I couldn't. All right. So uh, my last one is uh, an AFL pick. So in 2011, uh, Greater Western Sydney drafted a bloke by the name of John Patton, um, who has, for a number one pick, he's played less than 100 games of AFL. I should I say less than a hundred ordinary games of AFL, 
He has not lived up to any hype at all, um, on or off the field, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, it, it, I, I think he is one of the biggest wastes of a number one pick going around. Um, he did nothing when he went to Hawthorne, nothing. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's my last pick for the uh, number one busts. So for me, AFL again, and this bloke was picked uh, number one in the nineteen eighty seven national draft. His name is Richard Lounder. So he packed in twenty year old ruckman, two hundred and three centimeters, one hundred and sixteen kilos. So big lump of a of a boy, and the Tigers would have been happy with him with themselves because he made his debut the VFL back then. Debut, uh, round five, kicked four goals against the Kangas, and they would have thought, look out, how good are we? Picked up this bloke, absolute superstar. Uh, next three games, did absolutely nothing. Season end, see you later, ta-ta. So he played, he played four games, kicked five goals, and that was the end of Richard Lounder. Went back to uh, Central Districts and played a couple of seasons there. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Probably not the not the best pick out of the 1987 VFL National Draft. So no, probably not. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at some of the other other players that went in that draft, and uh, yeah, I mean, some premiership players: Andrew Andrew Jarman, um, Chris McDermott from you know Adelaide, Graham Wright played for Collingwood, premiership player. Um, there's some absolute. Absolute guns that go on. Brendan Gale. So Richmond picked up Brendan Gale, with, who's now their CEO, I think, and yep. probably the next CEO of the AFL. Um, you, you go down through the list, mate. But so out of the out of the three that we've sort of listed uh, as busts in the AFL, they're they're all sort of big, big boys. You know, forwards, uh, or you know, this bloke was a ruckman as well. But it sort of shows that. Uh, more often than not, especially these days, these days you're better off number one pick, just getting the best player, and that's more often than not, that's a midfielder. Yeah, no, that's right. I would agree with that. So, yeah, no, look, that was uh, that was good. It was uh, it was an interesting uh, read, shall we say, doing our doing my research for, for that for that segment. I actually really enjoyed it. I think we might do another one of those in a couple of weeks. We'll see how we go, but we might you just uh, in, inspired me. I think for our next topic, we we might do the our top five, maybe sports movies of all time or something like that. So, so yeah, we might, we might do that, but uh, look, mate brings us to bet of the week. And uh, you bastards jinxed me. Um, Fucking Tottenham, Tottenham, mate. Oh, mate. Like I even said, I, I even said it myself. Like, please, like we won't, we won't beat city. That's two games this season where they've scored the winner in like the 96th or 97th minute. It was the 97th minute. And I think there was, there was one, oh, I'm trying to think. I might have been against Man, Man United or something like that. And they, they, they hit the winner in the, in the 97th or 98th minute going back a month or so ago. So, but the, look, the most pleasing thing from that win was Harry Kane is in form so he set up the first with an absolute magnificent through ball and then he scored the next two 
And for someone who, in the start of the season, you know, was trying to get transferred to City, and you know, I sort of had a crack at him for dancing around and not really, you know, <laughs> impacting the game. Yep. Well, he definitely impacted the game on the weekend. Uh, he was absolutely magnificent, and he is back to his brilliant best. I got a, uh, I got a phone call uh, on Sunday morning from the show's number one city supporter, who, who was uh, absolutely in disgust. And may have said to me the exact words of uh, were we uh, we should have picked bloody Harry Kane up at the start of the season when we could have. <laughs> yep. So, yep. So yeah. So look. So that went no good. So um, mate, I uh, think you which, uh, which was surprising, mate. Uh, to be honest, you know, you sort of caught me off guard there. I really, thought, <laughs> really thought you would have extended that streak out for weeks. <laughs> Right, I will. You're up this week, so well, money or your mouth. Get is. ready, get ready, Chris, because uh, you might be up next week. Look, uh, okay, so look, um, I've put some significant amount of time and effort into this, and I'm going the four leg multi on the EPL, just like you did, Michael. So, look out. First um, <laughs> Well, I hope not, because the first leg is Tottenham to continue their winning form and to beat Burnley. Oh, okay. Second yeah. up, I've got. I've got Liverpool will beat Leeds. I think you'll give me that one, won't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll give you that. We're looking all right at the minute. Arsenal to beat the Wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Man City, they'll be angry. They'll be angry. Who are they playing? And they will absolutely smash uh, Everton. Oh, that, that'll be anyway. great. How good is that? There's nothing better well, you, than when City get beaten and they have to bounce back against those toffee bastards. And uh, yep. and they, they they could beat them seven or eight nil, and that would be could awesome. Be. It would be if, that, if that if, if that got up my multi, I'd be really stoked. Four forty nine, mate. That gives us uh, gamble responsibly, everyone. Yeah. So right, well, if, let's if, see how you go. So I reckon just um, that, that Arsenal Wolves one might might see you come unstuck. Maybe might be a draw there. Arsenal are uh, Arsenal are in good form, mate. They are. Yeah, so they're, they're they're traveling. Gotta, but they've got to trip up sooner or later. So I reckon maybe they'll not drop a point there. They'll share the point. So, but that's all right. It's your bet. Yeah, gamble responsibly. I did. I went no good last week. So, no, well, that's right. Um, uh, it's it's getting tight. And so, what we're 20, there's, there's so many because of the delay. Some of the, so many games have been delayed because of COVID. There's some teams that have played 26 games. Some teams only played 22, so it's really yeah. hard to get a gauge. But um, the team I sort of jumped on at the start of the season, Brentford Bees, fair to say their middle part of the season has been terrible. Yeah, they need, uh, they need to come home with a wet sail. They need to. So they're not in relegation as yet. And, and you look at it and you go, oh, they're fine. They're fine. They're actually six points out of relegation. But they've had a terrible middle section of the season. Um, I think they've they've out of their last ten, they've won one, drawn one, lost eight. Clearly, the worst form over the last ten games. If that continues, if that form continues for the for the remainder twelve games, they they're done. So they've got a pocket. They've got a pocket now where they need to make hay, so to speak, because all of the teams that they play in the next three are below them and either just in or just out of the relegation. So they've got the next three, they've got Newcastle, 
they've got Norwich and they've got Burnley. So they need to get a minimum, a minimum of, you would say, six or seven points out of that. They need to win two and then maybe draw one or win that. If they get six or seven points out of that, yeah. that probably puts them up because of most seasons, I think it is just around that 30. If they can get in the 33, 34 points, they'd probably get through. How many so, they got now? I'm not looking at the ladder. 24, 24, 24 at the moment. Watford are 18th, so they're the third, I guess, the, the last team in the relegation zone. They're on 18, so they're only six points clear at the moment. So yeah. they've just got to they just got to make because they have had some a really rough run. Um, but if they can bounce back, would you say the uh, the stings going out of them? <sighs> so that I think that's it for this week, isn't it? <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> Jeez, well, we're that hard up. Come back, Chris. We mate, like we are. <laughs> we are missing the audio this week. So. <laughs> if that is what we're rolling out, then uh, geez, yeah, no, we'll, we'll edit that out, mate. No, no, we won't. We would know we won't. You got to leave too hard, that in. Too hard to edit it out. <laughs> no, you got to leave. You got to leave that in there, mate. You can't no, no, that, that out. that'll be. I'll leave it in, mate. I'll leave it in. Good, good to hear. Now, um, next week. Next week we'll uh, we'll have a bit of info on the Formula One testing uh, preseason yep. game in the AFL start this weekend. We'll have Chris here for the Super Rugby update, and there's a fair bit going on there that we probably don't know enough about. To oh, I'll put in tonight. the I'll put in the shows note show notes here under Super Rugby for tonight. How the hell does this work now? So yeah, <laughs> we might have to get Chris yeah. to explain it to the to the, yep. the listeners. Well, well let's me. be honest. So we know we know. <laughs> Look, the real reason Chris isn't here tonight, we've had to send him off to get a, a statistics degree so that he, he can actually, and, and formulas, algebra, so he can explain how it bloody works now. That's where he is. That's where Sorry, he is. Everyone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then we're, uh, there'll be a fair bit to talk about next week. Some, something we didn't talk about is racing. We had the Lightning Stakes on the weekend, but we'll, uh, we won't cover off of that now. We'll wrap it up but we'll give some racing updates next week too, I reckon. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, have a good one. See you, mate.